Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. My name is Mike Siegel. I am the host of this podcast, and I thank you for listening. My guest today is Jessica Howard. First of all, I want to say, please go to the website where you can link to all our social media. There are buttons there, little symbols that you can click on and link to us on Instagram, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, Facebook, you can go right to our Facebook page. Give us a like or follow us on all these things, please. And uh, there are links to Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please, please, please give us a good rating, why don't you? Maybe say a few nice things. That's always an awesome thing to do. I would appreciate it. And it boosts our presence and costs you nothing. So that would be awesome. This episode is coming out as I'm recovering from my Thailand trip. So it was recorded pre-Thailand, so I have nothing to say about that. I hope I had a good time. <laughs> but you'll be hearing more about that on the next episode. But for now, please enjoy my talk with the lovely and charming Jessica Howard. So Jessica Howard. Hello. Okay, you sound lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to paint a uh, picture for the people here. You were sitting here in your Galapagos t-shirt. Yeah, it's you... quite nerdy. Really nerdy. <laughs> so you are living the dream. You went to Galapagos, and you got the all I got was this crazy t-shirt. Okay, we we met probably a couple months ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. The holiday it, season screws up. It schedules. was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, definitely before the holidays. Yeah. It was at a mixer of your friends... This is an interesting party. So this was a what they call it a Were wingman a wingman party beforehand. Yes, I was. Okay, I was told. So for okay. people who don't know, this was a wingman party. So you're supposed to bring a platonic friend, and uh, everybody's supposed to meet and mingle. And you were there. Entertaining a group of fellas. Oh, please, you're being too generous. And I, and, and I overheard. Uh, it was just you, a lot of eyeliner. That's what. You said. <laughs> now, you, but you, somebody mentioned Galapagos, and you were either going there or you had just come back. Which one? I was about to head there with the um, one of the other ladies on the trip. Is the was the organizer of the wingman party? Okay, so it was on the horizon for us. Now, this uh, the Galapagos is a place that I've I've always been fascinated with. I have not been. So, how long were you there? When did you go? First of all, I can't believe I've been to a place that you haven't been. This is a little victory <laughs> for me. This is a tough one to get to, Galapagos. <laughs> I mean, it's it an effort. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were there for about 10 days, and we went um, short, uh, let's see, around the middle of December, and then came back um, shortly before New Year's. And um, it was beautiful, magical, wonderful. You definitely have to have a bit of time you set aside just for the travel part, though. Because there are no direct flights, believe it or not, from Los Angeles to Guayaquil on the coast of Ecuador. <laughs> but you have to, did you go to Quito? Um, some folks do. I didn't. Um, we all had to take different routes because we came from different places. I connected through San Salvador in El Salvador. And then I think a friend of mine connected through Panama City. And two of the other girls connected through Miami because they were coming from D.C. Okay. So you were, and you all met up in 
at the island. How does this work, though? You have to because they only allow a certain amount of people, I guess. Yes, on the island, right? it is technically a national park. So we our powers combined at the Guayaquil Airport. And, and that is a city on the ocean? Right on the coast. Okay. And then from there, it's actually about a two-hour flight to Baltra Island, which is the main airport that anyone who wants to come into the Galapagos comes to. But before you do that, you actually have to go get your tourist pass, and you have to show that you have plans to be there and reservations. You can't just randomly show up and go to the Galapagos Islands. Okay. So um, do you have to be with a uh, like a chartered group? you have to be with an official guide? Or can any... like? Any schmo. <laughs> Can you rent a boat and just go out there? Um, you, we were with an official guide. My impression is that that is the best way to go because if you aren't with an official guide, they may actually have run out of visas or, or excuse me, um, entries to the national park. So it'd be a shame to go all that way and then somehow not be able to get in to see the tortoises and everything. <laughs> right. So four of you? Four of us gals. It was okay. like Sex in the City meets Darwin. Oh. <laughs> did one of the did one of you just have the big uh, Galapagos uh, dream or and you know, talk the other ones into it or how You did... know, it's really funny you ask because I was the last person to join the trip except I'm probably the one who was most nerdy excited about the Galapagos since she was a little <laughs> girl. Um so our friends, my three friends, two of which I'd actually never met before this trip. Well, that's risky. Um, I know. <laughs> Luckily, I'm the one. You can throw me in any situation. I'll be okay, as you probably saw at that wingman party because that was <laughs> an interesting place. But um, so they had wanted to do some sort of big trip um, in hopefully in South America, but they wanted to maybe go to Brazil, but that turned out to be a little too pricey. So then they found... Yeah, but I hear Galapagos is very pricey, though, I heard. You would think, and certainly the travel there isn't super cheap. However, we found a very reasonably priced and also just awesome people, run by awesome people, organization called Galapagos Alternative. Um, And so that helped us be able to afford it. A lot of other options we looked at were um, perhaps even double the price for the package. So that helped. And they um, had thought they would have a fourth... Gal joined them. She wasn't able to. And um, my friend Jamie said to me, you know, all the reservations can fit four people. So if you are interested, and this was only about a month and a half before we were going to be leaving. And I said, definitely, yes. Let me look up flights. I want to come. So excited to see all these animals. That's great. So you get there, paint the picture. You fly in. You meet at this uh, town. Tell me the name of the town again. Guayaquil. Guayaquil. It's a very... Not particularly interesting, but very helpful port city. Right. So not very big? <laughs> um, actually, I think it's pretty bustling for a port, but not very big for tourism or anything like that. It's really just an entryway into Galapagos. So pretty much everybody coming through there is on their way to the Galapagos. And they or, all stay at the Hilton. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> There's like the one Hilton. You can drink the water <laughs> there. You all stop there with all the stewardesses and pilots, and then you go. Right. Okay, so... How long of a trip out to, like, it's more than one island, right? It's yes. How many islands is the Galapagos? Oh, gosh. Is it, what is it, 12 or 13 now? Um, okay. There are quite a few. They talk about the newer ones being only, you know, a few hundreds of thousands of years old. So that's, you know, <laughs> right. pretty young. But um, so, yeah, so what you do is you take a plane about two hours, much bigger plane than we expected, to the Galapagos. Um, you're, you know, one shipment of tourists, I guess. And um, you land there on Baltra Island, which is pretty much as an island, just this odd moonscape wasteland-ish looking place that just has an airport. Okay. Um, and the airport is, I think, only a few years old. No air conditioning, no windows even. Lovely. Yeah. Um, because of the temperate 
uh, weather, I guess, and um, stop there. And then you have to take a little boat very, very briefly to um, the main island, Santa Cruz. Okay, so once you get to this main island, main island, is there a uh, are there hotels there, or is, can you stay overnight there, or people stay on boats? Yeah, actually, in the past decade or so, as we heard from some of our tour guides, it's actually become a more popular tourist destination. So, whereas people would stay on cruises of about thirty to forty people in the past, now you can actually stay there. It was a lot more built up on the island than I thought, and um, so you, we we stayed in a hotel there. There's a little sort of main street too. Um, very cute. I, I mean, I brought, I thought we might be barely more than camping. So I guess I didn't do my due diligence, <laughs> but it turned out to be fancier than I expected and um, a really lovely place. Well, apparently there's a bar there with uh, on your t-shirt. <laughs> Actually, that was on Isabella Island. Okay. Yeah. But um, how many different islands did you go to? We went to three, two of which were are inhabitable <laughs> and one is sort of like this beautiful you feel like you just washed up there and discovered it yourself island oh nice yeah now are there beaches on these islands that you can swim in and do all that stuff yeah or? there are beaches and for a girl from la who's used to the freezing pacific the water there was really quite lovely yeah. <laughs> down there it's a lot warmer and um it, it was great there are a lot of different kinds of sand beaches so you might be on one that looks totally different from another but is equally beautiful okay now i'm a diver so mm. was there a lot of that going on on there? I hear you can do that there. Or is it protected? Um, well, there are areas you are allowed to or not. So you do have to go where um, where the it is sanctioned. But um, I am not a diver. We did a lot of snorkeling. But I saw a lot of folks going on diving expeditions, and apparently it's quite beautiful. Um, a lot of is it is accessible, though, for snorkeling. So, um, and once you go a little bit farther out, you're more into the open ocean, you see manta rays and stuff. So I'm not as familiar with the middle area and some of the more <laughs> deeper diving places, but apparently it's also great for that. So how many days total were you on the island? We islands. Were, islands. Um, we were there for about eight days. Oh, wow. Eight, eight days, eight and a half because of the travel that it take to, took yeah. to get there. Oh, yeah. that's including getting there. Not, not including. So 10 days overall just to wow. get down there. Mm-hmm. Did it, that seems like a lot for, the, uh, for those yeah. islands. Was it a lot? No. You know, it's funny <laughs> you say that. A lot of folks, I mean, we ran into a bunch of different people, mostly families with kids or maybe couples, and plenty of them were staying longer. I mean, we heard from people who were staying 15 days or, or something like that. Um, and uh, that surprised us because... I wouldn't necessarily say that you need that long, although it is lovely to not feel rushed there because you can do lots of sort of adventurous expedition things, but they have beautiful beaches, so it's nice to do nothing and be useless and sit on a beach and look at iguanas. (laughs) How many different islands did you go to? Um, We went to three. Um, Santa Cruz, the main one that also is right near that airport, weird little airport island. Um, We went to Bartolome, which is that one that sort of feels like you discovered it. And um, the uh, the third is Isabella Island, um, and we flew to Isabella from Santa Cruz. Okay, so most of the people you encountered were uh, were they mostly were there a lot of Americans? Were there more more South Americans? Um, actually, quite I would say the large majority were Americans, mm-hmm. and we were surprised a bit. So we asked some of our tour guides about that, and they said that that's who they usually see. We did also meet folks from Canada um, and England and also Italy and Germany. Okay. So um, they do get some Europeans, but I guess the large 
proportion of it is American. You, you'll always see Germans. German, <laughs> Germans get around. Germans are, I've never been to a country where they I didn't run into a couple. I know, they are tourist happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, they Well, with really their eight do. weeks of paid vacation a I year. I don't know what that's then, like. No, I'm an, I'm an American. And exactly. I, <laughs> and I sort of live to work instead, unfortunately. <laughs> so, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I picture it. And we only know what we see in, like, the nature specials and stuff like that. Right. So... How much of that is, uh, does it really look like that? I mean, crazy animals everywhere, giant tortoises and, and all that stuff? Yeah, well, um, so the area that was more built up on Santa Cruz Island is only allowed to be like that in that one particular area. The rest of the island and most of the other islands are national park where you can't have anything getting in the way of all that crazy, nas- you know, sort of wildlife um, spectacularness. And uh, so I would say that, You've got a lot of different kinds of um, areas. Apparently, the islands change quite a bit because of the elevation. So you can have something that looks more like a jungle. And then on the same island, not maybe just like an hour walk away, you'll have um, kind of that moonscape wasteland type of place I mentioned. And um, within that, you'll come across a lot of random creatures all the time. There are tortoises, especially the older ones that are in, I wouldn't call them tortoise reserves, but they're areas that even though it's national park, they take pay special attention to because they know that's where the tortoises really like to graze, especially the 150 year old ones who are massive. But then again, you might be driving down a dirt road and there's a tortoise on the side of the road. And I guess that grass <laughs> looked really good because he's hanging out. Right. And you see this, there's a massive tortoise next to you. <laughs> How close can you get to these animals? Um, I would say, can you, should you? Well, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> um, they tell you one thing. I know. Um, well, we try to respect anything that's 150 years old yeah. is something I need to respect for sure. So um, I would say maybe no closer than four feet. Um, the tortoises won't necessarily, they won't bite you, but they do this thing where they bring their heads in really quickly and this air is expelled and it sounds like a hiss, even though they're not hissing. And it really just means I'm scared. Go away. What are you doing? Why are you in my face? Um, I don't blame them. So, um, so, but otherwise, you kind of just try to be quiet. We got some photo, very close photos next to those blue-footed boobies, those birds. Um, Which most, they're famous for. It, absolutely. Are they anywhere else but there? No. That's it? Um, and not the blue-footed ones. Okay. The booby type of bird, I guess, might be elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that my brother and I used to have as an inside joke when we were little kids. So the fact that I was looking at one... Pretty much face to face blew my mind, <laughs> mm-hmm. and allowed you to get a uh, booby shirt. Absolutely, booby the shirts I love boobies is all over the Galapagos Island. Hot seller Island. there, hot seller. Absolutely, yeah. Every color you'd like, any color you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what animal was your favorite? If you could pick one of all the ones you saw. Ooh, well, it's funny because each of us girls sort of had our favorite. We were excited to see. Uh-huh. Um, I would say my favorites, which is not quite answering your question. Sorry, is. I love the tortoises because, I mean, that's just so cool. Right. It's amazing. You know, each of them have their own species because they live on that one volcano and the other species on the other volcano. Amazing. And But I also love the penguins. So there are, I think, maybe the second or third smallest penguins in the world there. And they'll just kind of swim near you and check you out and... Shake their tails. Penguins are just funny. Yeah, they're, they're just, just funny. They're just funny. They're great. Um, did you, were you like doing research before you went? Did you like study up on your Darwin and all this other stuff? Or did they give you like the, the kind of history lesson when you're there? It's hard to probably not get a, to get away from it, right? <laughs> well, 
you can't. No one can see that I'm sort of grimacing, but out of like a little bit of. Humili- if you tell me you didn't know who Darwin was. No, no, no. It's out of a little bit you. of humiliation because I didn't have to study because I'm such a nerd that I was so excited. I mean, he came up with his boat, the Beagle, and I know about the finches <laughs> and like the tortoise. I mean, the fact I just I tried to actually hold back <laughs> in my groups so that I wouldn't just kind of unleash all this nerd stuff about. Um, evolution and Darwin and the Galapagos Islands. So I was really thrilled. Um, I think the girls might have done a, the other girls might have done a little bit of research. It's also fun to just go and kind of discover it. There are plenty of there's a Darwin Center where you can learn more information and you can get tour guides that tell you more. But it is kind of this odd end of the earth magical place that you can kind of tell you're never going to see anything like this anywhere else when you're there. So even if you didn't know about blue-footed boobies since you were, you know, seven years old, <laughs> I think you'd still be able to see that this is a pretty magical place. What surprised you most about it that uh, that you didn't expect going into it? Um, I think my gut reaction to that is how developed it was. It is not very, very developed. I come from a huge city, and when I flew back in, I was totally overwhelmed by L.A., um, <laughs> And I thought it was cold here because oh, it yeah. wasn't the Ecuador. Shocking. But um, <laughs> I mean, the equator, I mean. But um, I, I would say it was more developed than I thought. Um, when I go to um, national parks in the U.S., they tend to be a little more rustic and cabins. And this is an interesting mix of rustic national park, but catering to tourists, you know, nice sushi place or something with the fish I was probably caught that day. Um so and you know cute little hotels with air conditioning. I guess I just expected it to be a lot um, less tourist comfort heavy. So. Are, are most of the people working in the hotels? Are they Ecuadorian and they come from the mainland, or are they from all over the place? Are they, are they hiring Filipinos as well, like the cruise ships? <laughs> all over, or Germans who yeah, just come or, in and want to stay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there are some expats there, by the way. Some, some <laughs> Dutch people, I think. Um, you know, we actually asked that question because we were curious. A lot of folks were from mainland Ecuador and said they had come and thought it was magical and wanted to stay. And then there were a lot of um, native um, Galapagoians, or I don't know how you would say it. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, we actually asked them how they would say that, too, and they said, we have no idea. We're just yeah. from the Galapagos. Call them boobies. We yeah, call exactly. them boobies. A lot of, so native boobies. And they, um, <laughs> they said, you know, I'm, there was a lot of pride. We're from here. It's incredibly beautiful. It is... I would like to share it with people, but I also just love living here. It is a way of life that is I can't find anywhere else. Well, it's kind of heartening that unlike a lot of the places down there and around the world, that it hasn't been completely ruined and exploited and yeah. built a you know a KFC <laughs> on it. You know, there's not a McDonald's there yet. No Starbucks. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um, I actually thought it would be the opposite. I figured. You know, with climate change and, you know, runoff from hotels or things like that, they might actually close the Galapagos Islands sometime to tourism. Given how much revenue they're getting for the park from those tourist visas, which are about $100 each for each person who enters. Oh, that enters. was another thing I was going to ask you. What? Yeah, they're about $100 to enter, which I'm happy to – if I can afford it, I'm happy to support their work. It's amazing. Um but I, it looks like it's actually – they're just going to try to continue sustaining as best they can the balance between tourism and income to, and, you know, protecting that amazing natural resource. That's great. That's great. So any uh, advice to people who are going or thinking of going or want to go? Sure. Um, I would say – I guess you could kind of just bring a book and show up. 
<laughs> but a lot of the tours involve a few like transportation logistics, like a little bus somewhere or a boat somewhere, and they will only let a certain number of boats into that bay. So if you can plan ahead, I would really recommend it. We really did love our um, our uh, tour company. I mean, in addition to the fact that they are very reasonably priced, they just did a fabulous job and. Um, all the various tour companies can cater it to what you'd like to do, especially depending on how much, you know, hiking and physical activity you'd like to do. Um, so it would be great to plan ahead. Um, I would also remember that the water is brackish there. So mix of salt and fresh water. So everything you drink has to be from bottled water. And if you are not careful, you will get sick. We did not because we were hyper vigilant, I think, but I know plenty of other people who have. Um, there is Wi-Fi there. So I guess one of my recommendations is don't use the Wi-Fi because you're in the Galapagos Islands right. and that's dumb, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although if you really need to do something, it's there. Um, and then there are some funny things you'll come across that, um, we didn't expect. For example, on Isabella Island, the folks, as they're called from the Highlands, will bring down their horses and once or twice a year, we'll do horse races down the middle of the main street of the town. Um, so that just happened one afternoon and we luckily didn't get run over and caught a few more of the races. Um, they're just, they bet on their horses. Uh, so there's a lot of fun little surprises like that. And of course I would say try to eat, um, within reason, I guess, as much fresh fish and food as you can there. Um, you'll point at a lobster that's, you know, the size of a microwave, that was caught that day. Yeah. And it'll be the best one you've ever had for the best <laughs> price it's ever been. And it's probably still twitching a little. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. If we get down to price, uh, like a typical dinner, what, like what's a beer cost like on the island? Cerveza is, um, well, there are some fun bars you can get them at too. I would say... What about the one on your t-shirt? How about that? <laughs> Bar de Beto. Um, that one, I would say, and, and Beto was lovely. If you're not going to drink out of a coconut and you want a beer, you can have it for maybe uh, 3 or $4. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Um, Islands, you never know. Islands can be really, they get you coming well, or going. Well, technically, there. we went right during high season and right before the busiest week of the year. So you're right before Christmas. Yeah. So okay. Exactly, exactly. So sorry, I said right before New Year's we came back. It was right before Christmas. So we okay. left right before that. Um, because that week was just totally booked and super oh, sure, crazy. Yeah. And the nights at the hotels there can be 150 bucks a night, which, you know, for a, a lot. what you were thinking is a sleepy island place, but then it gets an island, as you say, and they ship in everything mostly. Do they allow people to camp? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I We didn't look into it. My friends weren't, aren't really the camping type. <laughs> right. No, I was wondering, because but, if you go to these islands, because yeah. where a lot of the animals are, and there's no hotels, do they let people stay overnight or do you have to get off by dark or whatever? Um, I think with, when we were chatting with the tour guides about that actually too because we were asking about how much the island has developed. And they said, yeah, at night they used to have people really just only go back to those small cruise ships, about 30, 40 people a ship. So they wouldn't stay on the island. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a if you don't want to survey, so although those are great too. <laughs> there are lots of other, um, as Beto would call them, endemic drinks that mm-hmm. are <laughs> native to the islands that are pretty delicious. Rum, I'm guessing, rum-based. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> I'm more of a whiskey person, but I definitely yeah, that, you know, want it to be more like country. a local. Not really. No. Whiskey country has more weather. Yeah, um, yeah right. There's in, just perfect year-round. You're in rum country. Yeah, and so we embraced that for mm-hmm. sure. It was great. So, um, well, that's great. So why don't we get off uh, Galapagos now? Oh. You recommend it highly. 
I recommend it highly. Okay. It, it, it's a schlep to get there a bit. It is a schlep. And, um, you know. A lot of good places are a schlep. Uh, exactly. So you can and, suck it up. Exactly. And, you know, when you're there, there's nothing like it in the world. And you realize that the fact that you even get to be there is amazing. No, and then it inspired the theory of evolution. Yeah. So that's a pretty good claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're the other half of America and they don't, they're not buying it. Well, luckily, I believe Oh, is this where the lie came from? <laughs> I know. Yes. This is where the dinosaurs all live. <laughs> luckily, 5,000 years ago? I believe in science and evolution. Mm-hmm. And so that was a super treat. And there's lots of lava, you know, formations <laughs> everywhere. So you hear about, you know, there's a lot of place the earth is older than just a few thousand years what i know it's, come on it, there's a lot of proof there it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. did we forget anything did, anything you wanted to mention or? um i don't believe so right. um i'll just say that everyone was super friendly there i think um I didn't feel – sometimes I worry about feeling like a tourist and that there's a total separation between feeling like a local and a tourist. Everyone there is just excited to tell you about their kick-ass islands. That's awesome. So it was nice. I'll give another plug to your uh, the tour company that you used. Oh, yeah. It was Galapagos Alternative. They were so lovely um, and very, very accommodated, and we got to actually chat with them pretty much every day. What makes them alternative and cheaper? Is, is the accommodations less, or is it like... Um, I don't know why they use the word alternative, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want a younger crowd, man. I know, yeah, because we're so hip, mm-hmm. but... Um, were you in a big part of a bigger group? Like No, a bigger... it was just the four of us. Oh, so you booked a, yourselves as your own little... Yeah, our own little pod. That's nice. Um, I guess you could do bigger groups, or, there's, or if you're just a couple... Um, I, I guess, you know, they, I think my friend found them on TripAdvisor, okay. um, where she was trying to find pricing for all of these, t- um, tour companies and they were, um, around half the price oh, awesome. of everybody else. I kind of don't want to ask why, because we had a great time. <laughs> um, and I guess other people are getting away with charging more, but it felt like a great value and, um, it's a beautiful place. One of the, it's a husband and wife team. The husband is from the Galapagos Islands. The wife, I think, is from the Florida Keys originally. Oh, right. And yeah. they're, just, they're just lovely. Awesome. So. Uh, so now we've done the Galapagos. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into Jessica Howard. Oh, gosh. Who is Jessica? Do I need to lie down on the yes. chaise to, uh, <laughs> to give you my life story? Let's take a big swim in Lake U. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. So, I'm definitely going to use that. Uh, yeah. Really. <laughs> An L.A. native. Yeah. I don't find too many of them here. You know, it's interesting to to meet one. I know I'm a unicorn. I know. This is like, <laughs> wow, an actual native. Um, so what do you do now? Because you travel a lot for your job, don't you? I do, mostly within California now. Um, I work in education policy, and I work okay. on statewide K-12 education. So um, there's a lot of work to do, but it's for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Are you the one uh, fighting to keep... Yes, the only uh, Darwin one. in the uh, books in, <laughs> Luckily, in Texas. Cat, Is that you? I know, I wish. Luckily, California isn't having too much of a problem with that. In my a previous iteration, I used to work in higher education and travel to Texas a lot. Ooh. And that was always an interesting thing. <laughs> for uh, a native so. out here, I mean, that's. I know. It's got to be a, a different planet saying, for you. Yeah, I started saying y'all. It was weird. Oh, you started to y'all people? Yeah, but it's just so e- Y'all just rolls off your tongue. It does. I don't know. Did you go, you went to school out east though, right? I did. I went um, to a little place called Williams College in northwest Massachusetts. It's very, sounds very bucolic. And... I was about to say, it's very bucolic and lots of uh, cottages and snow. and. My parents oh, went yeah. to UMass. Oh, they did? And uh, I think they went to, my mom went to grad school in Mount Holyoke, which yeah. might be around there. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. great. It's a very, for a girl from a big city like LA that is not only big but has 
no weather to speak of compared to all of those places. It's been like a Rockwell painting for you. <laughs> like, oh, this the is Rockwell so old. Museum is not far from there. Things yeah. are so old here. I know exactly. I thought it was so quaint. Um, I went to grad school in Philadelphia and lived in a brownstone. I thought that was so quaint too. Philly can be rough though. I've been to Philly. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> well, I was there during the first polar vortex winter. Okay. Um, not this past one, but the one before. So that was pretty thrilling. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, I mean, you can probably tell from my like loving science so much about the Galapagos. I love history in Philly. So the fact that you walk around, see a blue plaque, and it's like, here's this insanely amazing historical yeah. thing that happened on this corner. It's one thing they don't have as much of and certainly don't treasure as much of out here. It took us a while to... I was I was an art history major, and it was always frustrating to me that we didn't appreciate our mid-century architecture here in L.A. There's a lot of it. Now we are really getting into it. But, yeah. you know, something from the 50s, who cares? <laughs> I know. But some of those houses are so cool. They're amazing. Yeah. And we have a lot here. So I do like mid-century architecture. Because like we were talking earlier before we started rolling, everything seems to be either built... In the 20s or the 50s? Yes. Like those two booms. It's like, okay, we got water now in the 20s. Yeah. And there's a motion picture industry, and then it just exploded. And then uh, and then after the war. Yeah, you know, the and 20s then just have ex- the moldings. The 50s have none. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and we're half the apartment, line. those crappy apartment buildings in West Hollywood. <laughs> I lived in one. It's like... Def- I lived in one, too. Oh, my God. Or you two could, or three. I could hear the person and sneeze in the next yeah. room it's over. A, like, oh. Yeah, it's a great way to learn way too much without having to go on Facebook. Oh, man. Yeah. I did hear a lot of sex through the walls. I did hear that. Oh, there you go. So, see? That can be good or bad, though. That's, that's I know. Not... Well, actually, then you just see, if you see someone later getting it, like, at the mailboxes, and you you're think... like, oh, you're the one? Uh... Well, you're like, either you want to say, congratulations, sound like you had great sex, or you say, I'm so sorry, that sounded awful, but I hope you don't think that was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of mine was in Russian uh, that I heard. <laughs> yes, West Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that, that part. That sounds like a lot of maybe more intense sex. Than yeah. It, it, whatever they're doing, it sounds like they're shouting at each other. <laughs> yeah. They sound angry. Yeah, that's true. Um, so <laughs> growing up, did your, your family travel around a lot? I mean... Um, yeah, we did, actually. My mother is originally from Germany. Oh, and we wow. We have a lot of family in Western Europe. So for a while, sort of like, you know, I, I actually got to travel a lot more than other kids I knew because we would visit family in Germany and Switzerland and Austria. Um, and then just, you know, it's so close there. It's like the amount of time it would take me to drive right. across half of California. You can be in three countries yeah. there. So we did a lot of that. Um, but then a lot of folks caught up and completely overtook me in the whole travel thing. So um, Galapagos was, um, for better or worse, a, a big adventure I hadn't had the luck the ability to take in a while. Well, what so. um, what were your first memories of going to Germany and throughout Europe? And that's not California either. So to a kid, I that's got to look weird. I know, but it's so Can't funny. get the candy you want, you know, some oh, weird it's so stuff. so much better uh, there. So yeah. much better. My brother's the sour candy person. I like the okay. chocolate. So I'm in like the Mecca for that oh, one Oh, German there. chocolate. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And I am just, I'm like, like my mom. She's a total snob about chocolate. You know? Well, It needs you know. to be fancy and Preferably dark chocolate. Yeah, and, and preferably German. Exactly, or Swiss or something. <laughs> so, um, you know, I always loved it. And, um, you know, as you and I were talking about before all this, food really can dictate what your trip is like. And I know the word foodie is thrown about so much now, but you don't have to be a foodie. You just have to want it. You can investigate so much about a culture just by eating. Yeah. Um, and if folks have pretzels the size of your head, then it looks like that's important <laughs> and you need to check it out. Um, but, you know, there were just a few little memories that growing up, we never were really tourists. In fact, until I was like in my teens, I had never even 
really toured around Munich, which is my mom's hometown, and seen some of their traditional tourist spots. Oh, really? Because I would just go stay with my grandma and go down to the store with her and see family and hang out and they didn't take you to a little downtown square with the whole yeah we we saw that and we saw you know their outdoor market is older than the united states so that's pretty cool um oktoberfest i was there for that i went to one night of that did you have the fish the grilled fish on the stick a lot of it's it's hazy a lot of it's (laughs) a blur but i may have apparently i know i had a sausage I ate, yeah, I ate a bratwurst probably about a foot long. So you remember. Okay. Yeah. So they, but they also, apparently they've watered down the beer over the years. Those steins are yeah. huge. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it was a lot of fun. I don't know how folks can do it for two weeks, but no. more, more power to them. You have to be 19, two days was, I think. Yeah, I think so. I was, I was, so this was uh, 2011, and yeah. I was, I, I said the same thing. I said, this would have been a lot more fun when I was like 20. I think I was there maybe in 2011 or something. I totally saw you there. Yeah, do you see me in my in my later hosen and <laughs> that was, they have that weird was you? Yeah, they have weird actually that's for guys, but they have weird like calf socks. They look like, you know, those wristbands yeah, that yeah. you have, but they wear them on their calves and they have feathers. I don't know. Anyway, and ladies with the uh, low cut uh Yeah, the dirndls. Is that what they're called? I think so, yeah. The beer wenches. The beer wenches, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, those are those are pretty great and they uh they can carry more beer and more pretzels than you've ever seen. Possible. It was a little much, though. I mean, like I said, it would have been a lot more, lot more fun uh, twenty years ago. But yeah. the, the uh, I had a nice collage of photos of people just passed out <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it was nuts how many people had passed out. But did you see how clean it was there? It wasn't like a total crazy mess of drunken people with dirt and vomit everywhere. No, yeah, it was a little of that. Oh but well, maybe a- <laughs> maybe I didn't stay late enough. Jeez. And then the train station. Oh. I walked out of the train station at night and there were just people because people missed the last train and they had nowhere yeah. to stay. Or stay, they so didn't make plans and they would just right, sleep they in the sl- train they station. They just bodies everywhere. All It just looked like a massacre everywhere. Oh, man, you know, was... if you are, you've never stopped drinking, then you don't get hung over. So then you don't oh, notice that, that you're advice? sleeping on the floor. That's good German drinking advice. <laughs> Um, German and possibly how the Russians feel yeah, about yeah, it too. And, and there's a lot of other countries. Yeah, that feel but that you way. know, as a kid, I was so thrilled. You're allowed to eat muesli with chocolate in the morning. You can have Nutella in the morning. Oh, what kind of magical land is this? Yeah, yeah. Nutella. So, did uh, how many? How often would you go? Oh, once or twice a year when I was younger. You know, when you're in school, you'll yeah, have more you, vacation right. time. So, yeah, but you're young though, so you went past. <laughs> um, after the wall came down. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, my mother, even though she grew up in Munich, had never been to Berlin until a few years ago. Wow. Ever. Yeah. What did she say? She thought it was really interesting. I mean, she's an artsy person, thought it was fabulous how interesting and artsy. Um, no, Berlin's a hip spot now. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if I'm cool enough to go to Berlin. <laughs> I don't know if you are. I, I was, but I don't know. <laughs> I, need some, I need some cool points from you. Cool points. <laughs> so when you were like a teenager going, were you traveling? Did they let you go on your own around Europe? Um, we would actually usually go as a family, okay. to be honest. Um, you know, I you could only I, have so much fun as a family. I don't Come know. On. We're like really silly. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're really silly. We almost got Parting to- with your parents is not the same thing. As, totally you know. not. No, but I did go on some trips. Like I went on some teen tour trips where, woo, no parents. Yay. Look, there's a pub. Mm-hmm. We're going to pretend we're old enough, which is, what is it here? 18? Yeah. So, um. If they even ask. Just, uh, they don't even ask. They're not going to ask. Who no. cares? If you can reach the top of the bar, we'll serve you. If you can op- go into the door. Yeah. <laughs> into the doorway. Welcome. So, uh, yeah. So I did do some of those. So I did do some separate trips, but they weren't necessarily trips to visit family. Um, it was just sort of like, go be a dumb kid right. on a trip. But do you think, like, having that experience traveling around and seeing other places, 
gave you the because uh, a lot of people don't want to like leave too far for college. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't go that far. But you were like, I went super I'll go, far. Yeah, I'll go to the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah, nothing to me. Yeah, I mean, I was a tour guide in college, and I would get a lot of folks who were like, uh, you know, there's no ocean here, right? <laughs> What the hell are you doing here? Right. And and I thought, you know, whatever. If the worst thing about it is four years of shitty weather, then fine. Um, but there's so much other cool stuff to do here. And it looked to me, of course, a girl from L.A., like a tableau in a movie. Yeah. And our main street, which is about a block and a half, looked like the back lot of Universal, except that was a real pharmacy and a real way too many of these, actually, uh, antique stores. So, yeah. you know, I th- I think it made me feel like... There are so many other ways that people live their lives in the world. And, you know, some of us are lucky to live them some ways and others. But in a lot of ways, you have a choice, at least the choice to investigate what those ways are. And why not try it? But someone who's in the education field, did you ever want to uh, study abroad or did you? Um, you know, I, I really considered it. And the places, being an art history major, the place I would have studied abroad are ones I'd been lucky enough to have visited in the past. So back to the nerd factor, I actually ended up not studying abroad because I was so involved in student government and other organizations on campus. And I kind of thought, well, compared to most of my friends at the time, at least, who've now all been to Thailand and everywhere else that I haven't been yet, but (laughs) um, compared to them, um, this is sort of my study abroad. I'm in this weird place that's not the same as L.A. Um, I'm engaged in all these activities that I've never done before, uh, and... I would, and I'm lucky enough to go to some of those places already with my family to have been, or I will go in the future. So it was kind of like another universe just to be there at school. So, so as someone who's in education and you've been to Europe a lot, what do you see that we have in our education that we could learn from the Europeans? Oh, what a nice loaded question. Um, <laughs> and what, what do we have? Do you think they could use a little more of or Sure. Nothing? Well, I think, um, I'll, Europe lot, covers a lot of ground. I mean, that's, yeah, that no, be, just you know, I'm just sure everything, that, yeah, just talk about everything. I'm sure, just, school just everything. In, <laughs> I'm sure, school in Greece is a little different than in Finland. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Actually, Finland—that's a funny example. They top all the tests yeah. internationally. Um, I won't even get into that though. But uh, there are a lot of answers I could give you, but I'll just pick one. So, in terms of what we can learn from Europe, they have a very, very long-standing system of apprenticeships. And for example, let's just take Germany. You can um, go to gymnasium, which is, I guess, the high school version, and there are different versions of that. If you want to go to more of a university type thing, you, you mean can... to learn a trade and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. but you can you can go learn more general types of knowledge. You can go to a very specific trade technical school, and none of those things are looked down on as better or worse. It's just a path you take. And if you do anything regarding an apprenticeship or a technical trade school, those are two different things, actually. Um, then you get really, really great one-on-one teaching and you, um, and it really sets you on a pathway to a profession. Now, hopefully that's a profession that because you're 17 and you chose it, you still like. So that's, can be a good and bad. Or a profession that will still be around in 20 years. Exactly. Exactly. But it does mean that, um, you know, it really sets up folks to, um, have kind of that professional development part of it once they've once they've figured out what they might be most interested in. That's something that we're trying to look at, and it's, um, you know, in the U.S., and try to make that a um, more feasible path for some folks for different kinds of things that they might be interested in instead of feeling they either go to university or not. I hear they have some kind of, uh, they have a different attitude towards homework and things like that, especially (laughs) for kids, right? 
Yeah. I don't think they get as much, or do they? They don't. Um, by the way, what it's called in the U.S. is linked learning, that whole job oh, okay. plus learning thing. But they don't. I mean, I think there is, and it's sort of like the idea of how you can take vacation, and that's not a bad thing. Kids should be kids. They should learn. They should be creative. Um, and it, it does depend. It does differ, though, by country. I mean, Germany is known for having more rigid um, traditions in general um, than, let's say, France. But yeah, there isn't as I much. Can, just I can't believe homework. that from the Germans. They they seem very <laughs> low key. Yeah, yeah, easy. Such a soft language. Free and easy, and uh, you know, yeah. I know. Even though the, not, they don't like structure at all. I know, right? I Even though the French have the most manicured gardens. Yeah, they're so well, OCD. It's, it's all about art, know. you know. And Louis the Fourteenth and stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, I think uh, they are more low key about that. What the U.S. is great at, though, is. Um, what also can hinder us sometimes, and that is the individual, the you know, the sort of um, entrepreneur wanting to go to the frontier and do your best and really go on an adventure. Um, it's not a very communal and supportive type of thing, but it also means that we can have some crazy, amazing innovations, and um, you can sort of make your own life. Yeah, no, I'm part of that spirit for all the, and there's so much good in that, and it does create a lot of innovation and doesn't, but, uh, and they look at it over there, and certainly more socialist places look at that and go, well, yeah, but that means usually only that the 5% will usually make it, you know, (laughs) and the bulk of people get left behind. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it also means that you have to have the freedom and ability to do that. Yeah. And we can't fool ourselves into thinking that everyone is not born an even into an environment. Yeah. Exactly. People's bootstraps are of different length. <laughs> yeah. You know, and from different boots. So but I do understand that um, you know, thinking maybe a little more outside of the box, thinking let's go to that frontier and see what I can do with it is is pretty amazing. Um but I guess I would just say it should be tempered by knowing that and this is of course my personal opinion, you can call me commie or whatever. Um is that you still live in this community. And one thing that's great about um, European education, I think, is that it is seen as the work of a country. Um, And certainly we have a federal, we have some federal systems here too, but it is the pride um, of a country to have a wonderful education system. So um, we've spoken about it in some ways here in the U.S., but I guess maybe because we don't have hundreds and hundreds of years of it, like they do at, you know, Oxford or the Sorbonne or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we, do you find the U.S. is more uh, dependent on standardized testing or less than Europe? Um, is Europe into it as much as we are? But like, because I remember like growing up and I'm, I, I was in Illinois, but I'm sure they did in California. It was like every year we had to take those tests, yeah. those standardized fill in the box yeah, I'm not as familiar um, with the testing regimes of, you know, like elementary school and early and middle school of Europe. Um, I know that they tend to use them to help decide which tracks some kids will go on. That also happens here in the U.S. if we admit it right. or not. <laughs> but um, it's certainly, uh, especially with things like No Child Left Behind under the Bush administration, we have shifted more towards a testing culture. Um, and I understand that the impetus behind it was hopefully well-intentioned that we should just see how we're doing and see where the, where we need to, you know, who is falling behind and where we need to improve. Um, but that's where the idea of having a test that tells you the right stuff comes in. 
So if you're proud of the creative innovation kind of thinking outside of the box um, mindset that Americans, you know, created railroads, you know, across the country with and um, Google and all that stuff, then that's kind of hard to just test on a test. Um, if you want to test memorization, that's kind of easy to test no. on a test, but it doesn't mean that someone's going to be a good, you know, thinker and learner. No, Japan is uh, very into the testing and they, you know, that it determines a lot of their fate, just the yeah. results of these China tests. China too, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they have to learn English in school in Japan, you find, and, but you go there and you realize that a lot of them learned it for the test and then they forget it, you know? And, well, and, but like any language, yeah. if you don't use it, you know, you're going to lose it. Oh, sure. It, you know? My French and German are not the best right now, but um, <laughs> although I used some Spanish down in Ecuador, but, um, you know, actually that reminds me of another thing. You know, Europeans speak at least two languages. Yeah. And here in the U.S., we speak, <laughs> depending on Half how well. Half of one, I maybe. Know, right? so, so I think that's another thing. I think not only do you become a, you know, a polyglot, but by speaking another language, you necessarily have to try to understand things from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and frankly, if I meet a 12-year-old who can speak three languages, as I used to when I would meet my cousin's friends in Germany... Man, that's impressive. What am I yeah. doing as a 12-year-old? Yeah, you feel like an adult. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just I one just of those dumb one. Americans who thinks uh, I'm the best. Sorry. Dunka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think the biggest difference, though, is uh, the attitudes, like you touched on it before, is the university. You know, uh, if we're going to say you have to go to college here, but then it's becoming a hundred times more expensive than it even was. Yeah, it's free there. You know, tw- yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if that's the – it's been proven that that is the path to get people out of, uh, you know, the lower classes into, like, the middle class or something. Yeah, it helps. That is the number one way to do it as a college education. But to get there now, you have to go farther and farther and farther into debt. Yeah. And these kids aren't graduating in Europe with $100,000 of, of college debt. No, that's how they can take eight weeks of vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really – it speaks to, um, I think, where we prioritize our investments. If your entire populace and then if, therefore your country will be better off because you have an educated and um, trained populace who is available not only for the current workforce but whatever might develop, that's a good thing. But it might seem at the time like too big an investment. You know, where are you going to move that? We, we, each internationally plays so many different roles as countries. We invest some funds for better or worse in things that the Europeans don't or maybe don't have to. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with where we put all of our money. I certainly wish, for example, we would front load it for kids especially. But um, you know, I think that really reflects where we think our investments should go and maybe is a bit penny-wise, pound-foolish. We pay a lot more in social services, for example, for folks who've never really even had the opportunity to climb those socioeconomic rungs. Well, let's get off the uh, political Because it's so rosy and happy. It's so fun. (laughs) Um, Give me some other places that uh, you have been uh, and places that you want to go. What what are your dream destinations? Well, I will say that one of my favorite places... I've been as Puerto Viejo on the east coast of Costa Rica. East coast of Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. Because so I've Caribbean been to Costa Rica. Coast. Yeah. Caribbean okay. coast. It's not as much over there on that side. No. It? It's sleepy surfing towns. Right. But the surf is better on the Pacific side. Uh, 
not according to those guys. Well, okay. <laughs> um, and you, you still like a Tortuga Park as well. You can see turtles. Um, and as I was reminding the Galapagos, turtles and tortoises are two different things. What are the difference? Turtles are uh, amphibious, and uh, tortoises do not go in the water. I mean, like not the ocean. They do. They might hang out in like a mini pond. Okay. But they're not going to swim around in the ocean. Oh, turtles are. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So we got to swim with some of those. That was pretty cool. Um, I would say that aside from the Galapagos being super awesome, I loved that because I'm from a place that's sort of known as Surf Town USA. And it was cool to go to a little surf village on the Caribbean coast and have amazing Caribbean influenced breakfast and, um, and just feel more like a local. Did you surf growing up? Uh, barely. I'm terrible. <laughs> See, it's I really hard. To, it's hard. I learned. I went to Costa Rica to surf camp oh. to learn like and 10 years ago. Did you learn? I did, but it, it's not easy. I guess I like... It's doing burpees. You know, yeah. Um, the time to learn is when, you know, you're a kid and you can spend all day out there and not get tired, paddle, have no fear. Yeah, you know what I mean? The like, no fear part is really important yeah, because now I just I'm, think about sharks. Yeah, well, no, I have no... No, sharks don't bother me. It's the... Um, <laughs> I remember it wiped out, and I'm, of course, I'm on this giant nine-foot board or whatever, yeah. and this thing's flying around and whipping around my head. I'm going, boy, this could nail me in the face. And, I know. Uh, hey, look, I'm in the business. I, I got to like protect the money maker here. You know, come on. I gotta, come yeah, on. yeah. You got to protect that I got to protect face. the punum. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No, but you know what I mean? It's just... It's you know what I love the lifestyle around it because mm-hmm. I love the beach I love hanging out of the beach I love yeah. coming out of the water and having a fish taco and oh yeah it, oh that's it, another thing though uh, the atmosphere is thinner at the equator you better put on a lot of sunscreen oh yeah you get fried. I came back with you some interesting interesting sun like sunburn marks go on I mean you know I just how interesting are we talking like your George Foreman girl looks like I sat in it. <laughs> Um, I think I still have like an X marks the spot thing on my back because when you snorkel, your butt and your back are up yeah. towards the sun. So you get your some back really, fried, yeah. And you fried. get your butt does too. You get like weird butt burns too. Well, I don't know what, uh, I mean, I don't want to sound wearing, too awesome, but, uh, I have a little more coverage back there. <laughs> well, on... next time I will wear board shorts or something. <laughs> that sounds like a better plan. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, so you're a, a beach person. I mean, when you go on vacation, you, you look to more beaches and tropical stuff. Not really, actually. I like that, um, but I kind of get fidgety. So I like being at the beach, but having activities like surfing. Yeah, or I something. can't just lay out. I, 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 just, I get so bored. I get so bored, and then, um, but actually, I really love the mountains, and I love hiking in the mountains. Oh, okay. So um, some of my favorite vacations weren't necessarily very far, although I'd love to go to the Alps one day to ski there. It was just crazy, amazing powder up in Mammoth or you know in Vale, as we were talking about. So. Um, I think when you get to the top of a chairlift and that is your view, I would never see that in a gym and I would never spend seven <laughs> hours in a gym. And here I am and I can't believe I'm there. You ski or snowboard? Both, but ski more recently. Yeah, I'm a skier. Um, I think my snowboarding would be a little rusty. Really? But yeah, but you know, I used to teach it. So you'd think I'd be able to get back on you that horse pretty it? quickly. Where? Oh, just at the little, it's called Jiminy Peak. I think peak is a generous term. It's right near my old college town. Okay. Jiminy doesn't make it sound like impressive or scary or Well, big. then I think you're getting the right well, they, feel they, for they, it. <laughs> they named it correctly. Yeah. And we're very spoiled. I mean, the snow, Vermonters and New Hampshire folks can ski anything. Come, we're so spoiled here with all our powdery snow. I know. My friend's from Maine and he was telling me, he grew up oh, yeah. skiing on that stuff. He said it was, it's a lot more icy and. Um... No, they think rocks and ice are snow and skiable. I Wait, mean, I don't hey, know. I learned in Wisconsin. 
Tell, tell me about it. Well, I, I mean, feel bad it, it for was, all of you. It was, yeah, my God. And then I went to Colorado once. And, oh, this is skiing. Yeah. Oh, Except I get you it guys now. are so good because you are impervious to, you know, rocks and cliffs oh, and anything. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was like heaven. I can't believe So if you had to give your number one Wish ski place in America. Place. Um, I really love Vail, Colorado. Nice. Um, not during the holidays because it's so overrun but it's such a huge mountain the front face is like a traditional mountain the back there are lots of back bowls they have blue sky basin i guess they opened about 10 years ago that's snow mass i love just back country have you been there actually i was in snow mass i i was in la for 18 hours then flew to aspen colorado still After had the galapagos sun, yes still had sunburns <laughs> and like extra freckles and landed and it was snowing and all i thought was what the hell where am I? I mean, once again, lucky to get to do all that. But um, there, yeah, we had some great snow there. Now this year, I guess because I was in Mammoth over uh, Christmas. Oh, uh, just over Christmas. I got there Christmas Eve and I skied the next two days. How was the snow? Well, when I got there on Christmas Eve, it was it snowed oh. as I was driving in. A white it was Christmas. great. And uh, I don't think it snowed again for like a couple weeks or weeks. Oh, I think they just got some now, but they're. Now, the last couple of winters have been really rough in the West. You know, I've been to Mammoth when they had 30 feet of powder season, even though it was a bit of a stretch, was open until July 4th. No. I actually was just there a couple of weeks ago, um, and it was slush. I mean, yeah. I was really, I felt, I was so disappointed. I, I was looking around, I was no, like, is this what chi- climate change is going to do? It is. It and, really is. There's, there's, they're talking about the Alps, too. A lot of those um Yeah, my family in Europe hurting. says barely any snow there. Yeah. Um, it's really... I mean, it's really a shame because Mammoth, I would always call the Vale of the West. It is a huge mountain. It's great. It's so great. It's such a hidden treasure, but I hope it stays a treasure because we need the snow. Yeah, it's really bad. We need the water, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. It actually rained a couple days here, which was pretty thrilling. (laughs) Because if they don't get snow in the mountains, we don't get it here in our river. I know. That we steal all the water from. (laughs) I know. I, yeah, exactly. Learn that from Chinatown. That's yeah, a great movie. right. We shouldn't. Uh, none of this should be here. You know, LA shouldn't really be. <laughs> well, that's what every time I pull up to Vegas or Palm Springs, that's all I think. I think. What are here. we doing? Yes. Go away, humans. Mm-hmm. Oh, just nature, like nature lizards, will have its revenge. Lizards its and revenge. Joshua trees, and otherwise we're good. <laughs> so no, uh, never been to Africa. Never been. No, unfortunately, my family went on a couple of round the world trips, and my brother joined my parents for Listen a few to this. spots. I unfortunately we got your old man in here. Like, get him in here talking. It's, I mean, he's got I some know. stories. You got to bring him in. They've seen, and you know, we're the kind of folks who watched every Discovery Channel and History Channel show about all these places already. Um, so nerd alert again there. You're but too busy working. That's your problem. I exactly you with your ambition. Whatever. <laughs> I know. I know. I need to try to be more Euro like the rest of my <laughs> family, and you know, just randomly go to Saint Moritz whenever I feel like. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to join them. It happened to be during times in my old job when I couldn't travel a lot, um, which is really a shame. But I'll definitely have to do that. I've got a lot of traveling to do. Are you at least keeping the uh, freaking flyer miles from your job travel? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I pay for them. I get reimbursed. All the points are mine. That's nice. So, that's nice. And are you I'd getting all in one airline? I use them. Um, I don't. I have a card that I can use for all airlines. Okay. Um, so. Now, that's how I've gotten around the world a lot of places all I mean, airlines are the one that you no, usually no, no, using miles oh, right. i mean you got to take advantage of this stuff because that's what my parents did they used miles for both yeah. of those trips they got great deals i think it was 
as long as you go in one direction around the world like Superman, then you um, have, I think, five different flights you can do yeah. to do it in one year. I looked year. into those. Yeah. The, the, you got you to gotta go one direction and you have to – yeah, there's a certain number of stops that And you do it make. within a year. Yeah. And um, yeah, they, they had a great old time. So they went all over they, – they were all over the place. They didn't go to Australia but um, or Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. Is there one country you would never go back to? I have no uh, no desire to go to again or ever. I would just say I've been lucky to go to Western Europe enough that I've got a lot of other places to go to. Any bad experiences? Did you ever get like any bad uh, cop experiences, plane experiences, boat experiences? Oh, I've had plenty of bad plane experiences, but it's okay. mostly because of the passengers, not because of anybody else. You know, like someone... You've never been diverted or did you have anybody die on one of your flights? We had a lady who was sitting next to me once on a flight who at the end of the flight we thought was dead and we were really worried. And then suddenly she started peeing on herself and it was creeping over into my chair. I was sitting next to her. But the best part was that her daughter, who was not sitting in that row because I guess she knew better, oh. went over and said, oh yeah, she does that sometimes. I thought... Sometimes she makes everyone think she's dead and then pees on everybody. You knew about this? Was she super old or was she? Yeah, she she was super old. I guess it was some sort of a seizure related thing. And her daughter treated it like, yeah, whatever. It happens every few months. And we were all, the whole airline staff and me sitting there, I was like trying not to be too mad that she was peeing because I was worried she was dying, but I still didn't want to be peed on. (laughs) So... And, you know, connecting, there's no direct flight to Williamstown, Massachusetts no. when I was an undergrad. So I've had plenty of, you know, just running around through airports and connecting through Cincinnati and learning it was in northern Kentucky and things like that. <laughs> so that's where they're Don't be that. Don't be that Californian who doesn't know where the states are. No, I know where oh, Cincinnati is. Oh, you're from is, Illinois? I have a cousin in Ohio. But they're, it's they're, not the same thing, Their sir. airport is in northern Kentucky. Yeah, it is. It's in uh, Covington? Or uh, somewhere around. Well, there. so when they say "Welcome to Kentucky," and you thought you were flying into, you know, yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. you might get a little worried <laughs> if you didn't look at a map. I get it. I get it. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's more like there's a lot to go discover out there. I would love to have been so many places that I can loop back around to ones I've been to already. Um, you got time. I mean, there's yeah. there's no rush on this. Yeah, but you got to make it a priority, though. I know. And you, sometimes you got to be willing to go yourself. Oh, that I will of, gladly do. A lot of your friends, you know, as as time goes by, people have their own schedules and you just doesn't But also, up. I'm the kind of person, I will gladly go check out stuff by myself. So, um, I mean, it's a little easier for you because you're a dude. Uh, yeah, but, sometimes, but, but depends where. Yeah, but, um, but I, I, I'd be happy to do that. Also, I do have friends and family around the world that I could visit. So. Oh, great. Give me their numbers. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop in. <laughs> I'd be like, this couch is reserved for Mike. So never been to the Middle East or anything? You never um, did the Israel uh, birthright thing? I did do the Israel birthright you did? thing. Okay. Um, and I went to, I've been to Israel a few times. Um, I've only luckily, been once. Only once. Did you get to travel around the, it's a pretty small country. Yeah, it's like the size of New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. There you go. Um, did you get to go around a lot or? I went to Jerusalem, Elat, and uh, Tel Aviv. Oh, nice. So Elat's like the southern uh, yeah. resort town. Yeah, um, I I love it. I mean, sure, yeah, I'm biased because I'm Jewish, whatever. But it's one of the most interesting places in the world. <laughs> it so, is interesting. Um, and I don't know if I need to go back. Really, you don't need good falafel. I can, yeah, yeah, wow. whenever. Okay, fine. Um, it's good falafel, good hummus, and good uh, the iced coffee. I really miss. Really, the iced coffee is really good. I had not realized that. Do you, you drink coffee? I do, but I didn't realize the iced coffee in really Israel good. was really good. It's good. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Well, they I do guess coffee I'll check well. it out. Well, they're a cafe I, culture. They're... I bought some coffee beans grown on the Galapagos. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet it's good. I bet it is. Actually, the best I ever bought. I love the ones I bought in Guatemala. Guatemala, Costa Rica, all that, Amazing. All that stuff down there. Yeah. But I, I think, um, yeah, Israel was fabulous. Also, everyone is so hot. Yeah, some beautiful It's kind of people. amazing. <laughs> so many hot Jews there. There are. Yeah. Yeah, and the ladies carrying guns, walking around. And You're looking uniforms. off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. But where is, where's next on your list? This, this Am I allowed year, to ask you questions? Sure. Okay. This year, I really want to go. I want to finally get to the Greek islands, which I haven't <gasps> been. I've been there. See, I have not. There. I've been all around it, but I have not You have to go to Delos. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Santorini, Mykonos, all you that stuff. You just glossed over that you've been to the Greek islands and you didn't even talk about it. So well, now we're going to get into it. Yeah, but I like I talk a lot. So it depends. I'm trying to like not unleash right. the Well, we'll wrap this <laughs> up soon because you have to you. go. Yeah, Delos. So there are all those Greek islands. Mykonos is a great party one and Santorini is beautiful and whatever. Those are the two big ones everybody's got to Yeah, see, and there's right? Crete, which is awesome. I've actually never been to that one. But Delos. Delos is no longer inhabited. It used to be like a resort island, apparently. And it has all these amazing ruins and one of the oldest synagogues and has um, these lions, some of which I think are in, is it the British Museum? I forget. And it's kind of this weird, it's like going to a crazy resort thousands of years later when it's just a ruin and it's beautiful. You can see why they picked it as a resort island. And yeah. it's not really one of the greatest hits of visiting the Greek islands. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah, but I it was amazing. Delos. Delos. And you can you stay there overnight or no. nothing? Oh, this is just an abandoned kind of You roll up and because of like erosion and everything, you're right the water's now right at the edge of all those old villas that are decrepit now. I want to go this September. Yeah. Because I figured that's the best do it. Month. Because, Greece wants your money. Go take yeah, it. Go do it. Because the July and August crowds have gone, and but if the water's still warm and it's still hot and, exactly. and the uh, resorts haven't shut down yet. Um, the yogurt's ridiculously amazing. Oh, I'm sure. With the honey and the fruit. But the Greeks are making yogurt now? What? I know. I know. Not just in the U.S. Get out of here. I know. Um, they can have lamb 800 different ways. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not a big olive person, though. I'm not either. I don't like olives. I don't either. And they put it on everything. It's. I think it's gross. I like olive oil, though. Strangely Me enough. Me too. But olives? Do you like tapenade? No. Yeah, I'm kind of eh, on it. Mm-mm. There's a... And get I, it off my pizza. Yeah, oh, and Keep, off the salad? What a terrible surprise. Yeah, I know. What a terrible surprise. I got to have my martinis with a twist. See, that's why I can't uh, hmm. keep them out of my martinis. See, but here's, here's a weird thing, though. I like really dirty martinis. Well, then that doesn't make sense. Well, I'm a complex Well, person. it's kind of... Yeah, you, I'm finding that out. Well, I guess it's like putting olive oil in your martini, almost. I guess, but it's more like tart, kind yeah, of weird, olive-y. Um, I don't know. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Athens, people say, is nothing except for all the tourist stuff there. We actually kind of went into some of the more residential areas where they don't speak English and you just point at stuff that they serve at the other people at the table and um, found it really great. Yeah, you just I've explore heard, a little bit more. Yeah, I mean... The general consensus I've heard of asking around uh, on Athens is that it's like two days in, you're you're good, and yeah. then get to the islands. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just like yeah. snap your photos, hang for a bit, and then get out of the city. Yeah. We, I guess we had three days, and the third day we kind of walked around a little bit more of the residential area and found and it was, to be that less, was plenty, right? less gross than people thought. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it was plenty, but I maybe I went in with low expectations, kind of like seeing a movie you think yeah. is going to suck. And well, just because it's I, so I was congested, surprised. it's so like crowded and congested, I guess. Yeah, but it's so. Can you imagine living in a city? I mean, here we're like, oh god, that building is eighty years, years old. 
Yeah, where if you yeah, if you're trying like to dig exactly, you're trying to dig a basement, and oh yeah, that's like something Trajan built. So <laughs> I think I think it's amazing that you can just live layer upon layer like that. And, no, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So that's that's where I want to go, and I also because I dive, I, I eventually want to get yeah. to um, back to the South Pacific if I can. So. I heard Isla Las Mujeres. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, in uh, off Mexico's coast. I have heard of that. I heard that is a phenomenal diving spot, and you can also swim with whale sharks, which I would love to do. Oh, I, I saw a whale shark when I was in Panama. What? Diving, yeah. And uh, we just jumped in. Was it in spotted? Off. Yeah, yeah. How big was so it? It's so beautiful. This one was about 15 feet. Oh, my God. And uh, Which is on the smaller side. And they can be huge, but it's just they're just so graceful, and they're just kind of like just floating along there. And, it, and we were, I was probably like five feet from it. That's and we're all just amazing. staring at it and just watch this. It's like a bus going across. <laughs> it's crazy. There's no ad on the side no, for Chobani no. yogurt or something. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, I swim about five feet away from a, um, from a what is it, white tip reef shark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the Galapagos. And um, I knew that it, I, it doesn't want to eat me and it's fine. But I don't know, damn you, Shark Week. I was still, uh-huh. I look over and I was like trying not to freak out and just slowly paddle away. Um, sharks get a bad rap. They uh, no, they're amazing. They're though. very rare. Any shark shark attacks are very rare. I know, I know. They just get a, an abnormal amount of press and scares the shit out of people, which is too bad. I agree. I actually, I just think they're awesome. But it was just a very humbling moment to be like, I know you're not going to attack me. I know, I know right. this is fine, but you're amazing, and I'm already scared of you, and I'm just going to give you your space. Yeah, more people die of drinking the water. In the Galapagos than uh, getting attacked in it. Well, if that isn't a big sell to go there, then I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go. You have any kind of uh, anything else you want to uh, plug or anything? If people want to find you to oh. uh, improve their educational system. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, we already plugged the tour c- company. Oh, yeah. Anything absolutely. else? Do you have a Facebook page? Um, or a, I do. Do you want people to go to it? I mean, sure. Don't I have, have really, to. I, I mean, have a really generic Twitter, name. Anything? Um, I'm, I'm just. Jessica Howard, one of the millions of them on Facebook. I know. So yeah, that's different because usually, like most people that come on, they're either like a performer or, or they're selling something. I know. I'm sorry, doing, I'm a little more boring than that. Or they have a site. I'm a layperson. Or they're a blogger. <laughs> or they're a blogger, and they want people to see their blog. I know. That's okay, you don't. I'm a to... layperson. I am. I'm, I'm sort of a luddite about that. I guess I need to get back on the Twitter wagon a little Why? bit. Why? You, you don't have to. You're doing good work. Thanks. You don't need attention. Or instead of doing that, I would just go travel. That's good. Um, one thing I, I like the fact that you don't need attention. <laughs> no, not really. I'll just being in Hollywood. It's, it's it's nice to have but someone who doesn't thing. need. That's the thing. You know, L.A. gets a bad rap. It's a kind of smaller, more low key town than you think if you're if you're a native. Sure, we've got plenty of natives who are very bombastic and whatever. <laughs> but for me, it's like okay, good, I good, I'm happy for everybody. And oh, that's why Hollywood's shut down this weekend. Okay. Hmm. Um, and it is a little weird, sort of like seeing a zebra in the wild or something. Not that I've seen one in the wild, but like when you just see a celebrity walking down to Coffee Bean, <laughs> it's just, oh yeah, you exist in real life too. I yeah. forgot. But um, I, I don't know. I, I guess my only claim to fame is that I'm from here <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not famous. But the only other thing I'd say is even though I love travel, if I can't make a huge amount of time to go internationally, I love exploring California. Um, there's, there's a lot to see and it's a huge state. Yeah, we've got different, and the yeah. north is much different in terms of climate and everything. And they'll else. tell you, San oh, Francisco they, will be like, "We're not LA." <laughs> yeah, it really should be at least two states. It almost I mean, it, was. Yeah, I'm serious. It, it almost. It really was. should have been. My history PhD friend said it almost was. Yeah, and the southern one would have been a slave state. 
Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. He knows way more about that than I, than I, than I do. But um, yeah, you know, we have the tallest, largest by volume and oldest things in the world in California. Things? What do you mean by things? Living like, things. Oh, you mean uh, like natural things? Yeah. Like, isn't the oldest tree here or something yeah. the, in Death Valley somewhere? Mm-hmm. It's near there. Okay. It's on in the White Mountains. They're called bristlecone pine trees. All right. Okay. And, you know, when we, you know, founded the U.S., they'd been alive for over a thousand years already. So. Cool. If that's not humbling, so I don't we'll know be, what is. <laughs> yeah. We'll be cutting those down yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, well, actually, they no longer tell people where the Methuselah, which is the oldest one, is because they don't want people to cut it down. By accident or on purpose. Sheesh. But what's funny is um, they look normal. Right. They look like a regular tree and you're in a grove and you're like, okay, trees. And it turns out they're the oldest living things on earth. And we have the big ones, the giant sequoias. Yeah. The biggest ones. Biggest by volume. I think biggest, you know, width and trunk are in Mexico. And then the tallest, of course, are the redwoods. Yeah. We're cool. What so, can we say? That's kind of awesome. So if we're you just can't awesome. go far, you can venture a little through California. No, there's and a lot to see cool. here. What have your travels taught you about people and the world, and how has it changed you as a person? In two sentences or less? Yeah, or anything. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I think it makes me, it reminds me that your normal is a version of normal. It's not the version of normal. So it, <laughs> when I was little, I realized it's normal for kids in Germany to eat chocolate at breakfast. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> but just other things, too, like, you know... All of these choices we make, a lot of the choices we make every day in the way we live our lives is the way we live it. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong, And I mean, unless it's illegal. But um, it's kind of nice to be reminded of how many other ways people live throughout the entire world, um, how many other fruits and vegetables exist that you had no idea existed <laughs> yeah. um, or have don't have names for. Um, and, you know, just that, you know, um, so many different... Um, kind of cultural um, norms are things that maybe you're not familiar with, but oh wow, I had never thought that that's how I would you know live in a neighborhood, or that's um, that I would always make the biggest stew possible just in case I had friends come over so I could share with them. So um, not that I'm the best um, poster child for being able to explore everywhere yet, yet, yet. but um, I I don't know. I just love being reminded and exploring the different ways to be. That's great. And also, they're usually pretty, they're pretty places, usually. Right. And the food's good. Oh, wait, what am I saying? The food, that's the main reason. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having and me. And you brought snacks, which is even awesome. Well, yeah, you have to butter up you the hosts so they're nice to you. You hear that, uh, future guests? <laughs> and past ones who He came... likes chocolate croissants. Oh, and what else was there? Okay. Oh, I eat everything. Everything. So just bring a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I had a great time. Jessica Howard, everyone. 